0: Welcome to the Transform You Podcast, the Ask Me Anything podcast where Jody and Thad answer listener questions about health, mindset, nutrition, sleep, exercise, and lifestyle. So if you've got a question you'd like us to tackle, please email it to us at transformyouquestions at gmail.com. That's transform, the letter U, questions at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone who could benefit. And now, on to the episode. All right. Hi, everyone. We are back for another edition of the Transform You podcast. So, today's podcast, it's just me. My husband, Thad, is traveling right now. He works overseas and is currently with one of our sons in Costa Rica. And for those of you who don't know, we do live in Costa Rica as well as South Florida. And South Florida is where we run our health and wellness studios, the Palm Beach Fit Body, the North Palm Fit Body, and the Delray Fit Body. So on to today's topics. All right. First one, Tanya says, good morning. Uh, Is there a different meal plan, supplement workout training for those of us lucky ladies in all the so enjoyable premenopausal stage? Please let me know if you have worked with any ladies. Said Joyable Stage, LOL. Thank you, Tanya. So, first, let's talk about what is menopause. Um, from a practical perspective, um, menopause is usually diagnosed when you know, a woman has missed her regular cycle for a year. Um, But biologically speaking, it's more useful to define it as just a set of healthy and normal hormonal changes that uh, causes a woman to cease ovulating. And, of course, those changes include lower estrogen, lower progesterone, and lower testosterone. So let's take a look at does menopause cause weight gain? You know, there are plenty of anecdotes about uh, menopausal weight gain, plenty of women who blame their hormones for the unwelcome pounds, But, you know, as I did research, you know, according to cold, hard data from study after study and trial after trial, menopause itself does not cause any extra weight gain. The reviews find no extra effect of menopause beyond just the average one pound per year weight gain of adults just in general. Now, on the other hand, plenty of women, they do gain weight around the time of menopause, but It just isn't caused by the menopause itself. You know, this is largely due to just age related metabolic slowdown because after age 40, the metabolism slows about 5% every 10 years. Like, for example, just take a 140 pound woman at age 25, her metabolism alone would need about uh, 1,452 calories now at age 55, that number falls to 1,311. So that's a drop of 141 calories per day. So if she continues to eat the same amount of food and doesn't increase her activity, she's going to gain weight from eating like she always has. And many people also become less active as they age, you know, especially if their body aches or their joints hurt, their knee or their back, whatever. So this is actually good news because it means there's nothing magical about menopause that dooms anyone to unavoidable weight gain. The same strategies that work for weight loss at any other time of your life will work in menopause as well. So let's look at body composition. Um, menopausal women don't notice a lot on the scale that changes, but they do notice body composition. So like less muscle mass, more fat, and it's typically more dangerous places. Um, so the drop in estrogen levels means that postmenopausal women have a different pattern of fat storage. Now, earlier women in reproductive age, estrogen prompts fat storage around your hips and thighs, it's technically known as subcutaneous fat. Um, this is good fat. You know, it doesn't pose any health risk. In fact, it helps women you know, prepare for the physical challenge of pregnancy and breastfeeding. And if you can pinch your fat and it's squishy, it's subcutaneous fat. Now, when estrogen levels fall during menopause women will tend to see more of a masculine pattern of of fat deposition. So instead of the healthy subcutaneous fat, they get this unhealthy visceral fat. And it's commonly known as, you know, beer belly or the spare tire because visceral fat is stored around the organs instead of just under the skin. Um, And it's a significant risk factor for metabolic and cardiovascular diseases. So if your fat is harder, not squishy, not pinchable, it's visceral fat. Um and studies have also shown that estrogen replacement therapy does bring a small improvement to that central fat dep- deposition. So, how do you avoid the menopausal weight gain? So it's easy here. So first tip is just to reevaluate your carbohydrates. Um, Menopause, it's associated with a decrease in insulin sensitivity. So what is that? Well, insulin sensitivity, that's your body's ability to use carbohydrates for fuel instead of storing them as fat. So reduced insulin sensitivity means that you're more likely to stash those carbs on your hips. Now, it's not clear whether this is caused by aging or by menopause, per se, because it also happens to men as they get older. And of course, for us women, it could be some combination of the both, right? But in any case, it definitely happens. So one of the easy ways to manage the decreased insulin sensitivity and avoid the weight gain that comes with it, especially the unhealthy visceral fat around the organs, that's to reevaluate your carbohydrates and adjust your meals accordingly. Some women, they just become less tolerant of carbohydrates after menopause, while others notice no change at all. So now there's no reason to just suddenly drop your carbs lower if you're doing fine. But if you're noticing like the telltale signs like energy highs and crashes after eating starchy food, you want to experiment with lowering your carbohydrate intake. That might help. Okay, the second tip is to do weight-bearing exercise. So it improves insulin sensitivity, and it also has another reason, um, two more reasons, actually. For one, it's the best thing you can do for your bones, and you know we're all plagued with osteoporosis as we get older. And second, it helps maintain your muscle mass. So, again, we're at risk of sarcopenia, which is the atrophy of muscle. So during and after a hard workout your muscles, they gulp down carbohydrates, storing them as fuel instead of fat. And this helps maintain your insulin sensitivity. More muscle mass also protects against metabolic slowdown associated with aging, and it will improve your cardiovascular health. Now, of course, there's nothing wrong with cardio either or the combination of the two like we do at our um, health and wellness studios at Fitbody. But for the optimal benefits of exercise, you want to throw at least a little strength training into your mix if you're not currently doing it. If you're currently going to our Fit Bodies, then you get a mix of both, so you're in good hands. All right, third tip is you want to get enough red meat and fat. So saturated fat, that's the backbone of hormone production, and this is one nutrient you don't want to skimp on. Eat plenty of butter, coconut milk, coconut oil, avocados, avocado oil, palm oil, grass-fed animals, all that fat, it's good for you. So full-fat animal foods, they're a rich source of healthy fats that your body needs for energy, your hormone manufacturing, and other purposes. And red meat, it's packed with several nutrients that older adults are often lacking. So what does all of this have to do with weight loss? Everything. Weight loss, it's a symptom of health. It's not a cause. Because think about this. When are you more likely to head out to the gym? When you're feeling strong and energized or when you feel weak and exhausted? When are you more likely to overeat or cave to a plate of cookies? When your body is running strong with all the nutrients it needs? Or when a chronic nutrient inadequacy is keeping you hungry all the time? So this high quality protein and fatty animal foods also keeps your muscles going strong. Remember that maintaining muscle mass is one of the quickest ways to improve insulin sensitivity and keep your metabolism up. Okay, fourth tip is to eat more vegetables. So vegetables, they can help address any lingering nutrient deficiencies that might be keeping your body hungry. And they can also add bulk to your meals. So you feel full without eating a lot of extra calories. Um, even though there's a huge hormonal component to weight loss, and even though calorie counting generally backfires, calories still do count. And adding a big salad to your meals is a painless and tasty way to slightly decrease calories without going hungry or wasting your time tracking everything you eat. And a related strategy just to take you know, a hard look at any sources of empty calories in your life. You now, where are the calories that you don't even enjoy eating? Where are they? Um, The ones that you wouldn't miss, but you eat anyway out of habit, you know, get rid of those without even touching the food you really want. You might find that weight loss or maintenance becomes a lot easier. And then just finally, you want to consider your thyroid because if you're doing everything right, but you're still not seeing results, it might not actually be menopause at all. Hypothyroidism problems um, have many symptoms that look just like menopause. Stubborn weight gain, low energy, joint pain, irritability, brain fog, just to name a few. And just because something occurs at around the typical age for menopause doesn't necessarily make it menopause related. Now, especially if you've had a thyroid condition that was under control pre-menopause, it may be worth revisiting to make sure that everything is still going as planned. And you guys know my number one tip, I say it over and over, restful, quality sleep, most important. Getting enough high quality sleep is the most important for achieving and maintaining any healthy body composition. People um, who sleep too little have higher levels of the hunger hormone as well called ghrelin and they have lower levels of the fullness hormone called leptin. So just naturally lack of sleep is going to make you more hungry, more likely to eat and be more overweight. Okay, so... Next question is from Diana. She says, hello, Jody. I would like to know if it's possible to be a size 6 by December this year. I am now a size 810, and I feel as I'm not making enough progress. What steps should I take? Diana. Well, so the good news is dropping two sizes is completely doable by December. Um, and it does go back to just being consistent with the basics, which, number one, sleeping 7 to 9 hours a night. The second would be eating real whole foods that are minimally processed. You want to eliminate grains, legumes, sugars, processed oils, and stay high on the healthy proteins. And of course, third is to exercise intensely at least three times a week. Now, of course, these next two months are extremely challenging with all the holidays that are occurring, right? We got Thanksgiving, we have Christmas, we have New Year's. Um, And recently I've been getting a lot of questions pertaining to the upcoming holidays and eating and staying on track. So I've just decided to kind of combine them all and address them together and give some insights and tips. As you guys know, you know, holidays, um, they're a tradition. They're filled with, you know, family, fun, food, alcohol, food, football, and more food, right? (laughs) Leftovers, they consist of more food, right? And about uh, 10 to 15 extra pounds, and the average person actually will consume approximately 3,000 to 4,500 additional calories during just one of these holiday meals, these eat-a-thons, right? So let's take a look. How much exercise does it take a person to burn off, let's just say, the low end? 3,000 calories. You know, so let's say you consumed a little bit extra. Um, you would need to run five hours on like an elliptical machine, cardio machine, or run it at a moderate pace. For five hours, you could swim for five hours, you could walk for 30 miles, you could garden for seven consecutive hours, you could do nine hours of aqua aerobics, or five hours of intense Zumba. Now, doesn't sound like too much fun, and it's going to stress your body out. So, most nutritionists, they just tell you, oh, the holidays are just like any other time of the year, no need to indulge or overeat. Right, well, while that may be true, it's just not realistic for um, most people, so... Accomplishing your fat loss And your health goals means you have to understand how to balance your meals while also enjoying your favorite holiday foods in moderation. Um, And at my studios, this is the time of year where we pull out a game that we call the Zero Pounds Challenge. We do it just with members. So we don't take on any outsiders, no new trials, no new challengers, none of that. It's only our current members because they're the most important to us. We want to make sure they are on track during this holiday season. So what we do with our clients, we have them buy in at $49, And if by January 6th, right, after all those three holidays, they do not gain a pound of body fat, they double their money back. And what we do is we give them, you know, holiday food swap ideas, tips, tricks, recipes. They get an accountability partner. We have fun games that we play to keep them on track. But. How about for the rest of us, right, who are maybe not in one of my locations? You listeners um, that don't go to one of my fit bodies. well, today I'm going to give you at least 10 tips that you can apply. So this will help you um, when you do get to Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, or just holiday eating in general. So first one is you're going to limit your intake of calories leading up to that big day. So you want to eat a protein-packed lunch before the big feast. Um, if you do starve yourself during the day, you could end up wind- winding up so hungry by that the time you sit down for dinner, you eat way too much food. So again, just a protein-packed lunch. That's it. The second is you want to go for the lean white turkey meat to get the most bang for your calorie buck. The dark meat has about 15% more calories and 30 to 40% more fat than light meal. Now, normally I would say go for the dark meat. We don't care about fat, but we all know these holiday meals includes lots of sugar and carbohydrates included. So going for the leaner meat will help you avoid those additional calories. Now, if you do prefer dark meat, then at least just take off the skin since that's where most of the extra calories are. Uh, third thing is you want to start with the protein. Start with your protein of choice, eat that first, then you work on to the vegetables. You leave the starchier carbohydrates until the end, if you just simply cannot pass on them. Now the protein that will help slow the breakdown of the starchy carbs and all of that chewing will make you feel full before you get to that starch. And the next tip, number four, is to pause and take some breaths. So after you finish each dish on your plate, you put down your fork, you take a couple of slow, deep breaths, enjoy what you've previously eaten before starting on to the next dish. Now, the deep breath, they don't have to be too obvious and ridiculous and take big size. You just take a pause. And take some deep breaths so that will also help aid digestion. So you start with your protein. You finish the protein. Put your fork down. Take a few breaths. Take maybe a sip of wine if it's at your table. A sip of your water. Have a chat with somebody to the side. Pick up your fork again and start on your vegetables. Same thing. All right. Fifth is choose calorie-free beverages. So if you're are, if you're going to be having alcoholic beverages, then everything else you drink has to be calorie free. So you want to skip the pops, the sugar coffees, the juices, drink lots of water. And that way you can avoid dehydration that comes with drinking too much. Um, And also sixth is you can ask to make a side dish. And make it a tasty, guilt-free dish so that you'll at least have one thing to splurge on at your dinner. The veggie d- dishes, they don't have to be boring. We've got a ton of tasty and easy-to-make side dishes. If you check out my Jody Run Fitness uh, Facebook page, I have tons of recipes that I post on there. You can also just Google, you know, paleo, low-carb, sugar-free, side dishes. Put in whatever you want to bring and you'll find a wonderful recipe. And the guests will love it and you'll have something that you can splurge on. Okay, tip number seven, burn calories. So don't skip the exercise leading up to your feast or on the day of. Make time to exercise, raise your heart rate, your metabolism will thank you for it. Because what's going to happen is you're going to empty all of the sugar out of your muscles, priming them to soak up all the calories you eat at that dinner into the muscle instead of into your fat. All right, number eight, wear form-fitting clothes. And that way you're going to be less likely to overeat. So that means no sweatpants or stretchy pants. And no one wants to see you with your pants and button after the meal. So it's going to make you less likely to overeat. Number nine, use a salad plate instead of that big, huge, regular dinner plate. So if your plate is smaller, you will not have as much room on it and you won't overload it with too much stuff that you shouldn't have. And it's also, it helps just to trick your eye because no one likes to see half of their plate empty. And if your plate's all full of food, then it looks like you got a lot to eat. And number 10 is keep your goal in mind. Although you may only overindulge a couple times over the holidays, keep in mind that just a little plus a little, plus a little, adds up to a whole lot. Remind yourself why you are choosing to lose weight and get fit. Keep that goal in the forefront of your mind. Always remember your why, always. And a bonus tip is have a hard-boiled egg or maybe 10 raw nuts about 45 minutes prior to your main meal. Having approximately about 70 to 100 calories will help you minimize your level of hunger and that way you can make better choices and control your portion sizes. So I want to give you finally just some food swaps, some ideas. Um, So instead of going for white potatoes, try yams or sweet potatoes with the skin on. Instead of mashed potatoes, try pureed cauliflower mash instead of candied sweet potatoes do roasted butternut squash instead of the canned cranberry sauce you can do a cranberry chutney instead of pecan pie go for pumpkin pie instead of the cheese and cracker appetizers cut up veggies and roasted red pepper dip and instead of the roasted nuts and trail mix go for the raw almonds pumpkin seeds walnuts pecans Um, Now for drinks, instead of beer, you want to go for a dry red or white wine. Instead of soda, do some uh, flavored sugar-free soda water, you know, like LaCroix. It could even be a sugar-free version if you like it sweet. Now instead of margaritas, try a NorCal margarita. That's tequila plus the lime of one or the juice of one lime, the whole thing. Right. So you have a lot of lime in there plus soda water and stevia is optional if you want you know, a little sweetness. But that lime will blunt an in insulin release. So that's a cool trip, trick to try. Now, if you're doing cooking yourself, if you do um, instead of the cream of mushrooms or the celery soup uh, for casseroles, you can use plain yogurt with sautéed celery or mushrooms and it works just fine um, for that green bean casserole. You know, with you know the green bean casserole, you can just do sauteed green beans just as tasty and instead of making an apple pie, you could do a, an apple with some cinnamon, some apple crumbled on top, And I do have a recipe for that, so i again, all of these we do have in faux recipes you can make and bring no, no, no the difference, don't tell them that it's healthy, you just bring it and of course, if you mess up entirely at your holiday feast, just remember, don't beat yourself up, you're only human. You're only one meal away and one workout away from being right back on track. The best thing you can do is just fast that next morning. Fasting is way less stressful on your body, best way to detox than trying to kill yourself at the gym or just feeling bad about yourself, right? Just exercise as regular, three times a week, but be sure you're not stopping early when you do exercise. You really wanna push yourself. And why fasting? Well, in the absence of food, your body uses up all of your stored glycogen, that sugar stored in your muscle, and it uses that as fuel. And it will also clean up and clear out all of your dead cells, your cellular waste, metabolic waste. If you drink the night before, it helps clean up toxicities. Plus, it's integral to anti-aging. It's going to promote less dark circles and wrinkles on your skin. And the working out, of course, is going to also help deplete all of that stored sugar in your muscles and in your body. And it's going to make you feel better, too. So that's it. Those are my tips and tricks. Um, Another question that I got asked is about working out sore. Just remember, you can and you should work out when you're sore, as long as you're not overdoing it. If you're within your three times a week and you're still sore, come back in. Remember, we need consistent consistent resistance on your muscles to help them grow and get stronger so you don't want to take too many days off so three times a week is great if you're sore just remember once you get warmed up that soreness is going to alleviate and a couple tips that you can do if you like black coffee or just coffee with cream again no sugar you could use a sugar-free substitute if you wanted. But drinking that about 30 minutes before a workout also helps with delayed onset muscle soreness after a workout. It's really good for um, catecholamines too, so it helps you push yourself a little bit harder, um, helps you recover faster. Like you want to think norepinephrine, adrenaline, right? Um, and it tastes good. It's um, it got bioflavonoids in it, you know, so I think coffee's tasty. So if you're a coffee drinker, use that tip before your workout. Um, and no working out doubles that is against everything that you're after unless your goal is to be a marathon runner if it is then sure go for doubles otherwise what you're doing is again over stressing your body and what you think you're getting after oh i just need to do more because i want to burn more calories build more muscle you're actually going against that it's releasing more cortisol which signals to your body to waste away your muscle and preserve more body fat especially around your belly so again don't do doubles you're going the wrong direction what you want to do is work out hard enough to where you can't move after that session so it's impossible to do a double again you want to think i'm going to pick up heavier weights During my workout, I'm going to move them very slowly. So I take out all momentum and my muscle has to do all of the work. And I'm not going to stop early. I'm not going to take breaths. I'm going to push right into that next exercise. Even though I'm half-winded, I won't be able to do as much, but I'm still getting that cardiovascular benefit of pushing myself. So keep those tips in mind. And remember, recovery is your your priority because once your body Actually, gets the sleep it needs. It starts rebuilding that muscle you destroyed during the workout and it starts stimulating all that wonderful nutrition you ate with your food to building more healthier cells. It makes you more sensitive to insulin. That's where the magic happens. All right. So that is it for this week. And if you have any questions, again, you guys know where to submit them transformyouquestions at gmail.com. And I will look those over and put together my next podcast here shortly. All right. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Transform You podcast, the Ask Me Anything podcast where we answer listener questions about health, mindset, nutrition, sleep, exercise, and lifestyle. So if you've got a question you'd like us to tackle, please email it to us at transformyouquestions at gmail.com. That's transform, the letter U, questions at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone who could benefit. We'll see you next episode.